Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Davis, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. Good boy. There we go. Good boy. Davis. Davis. Do you know what I love about having the cameras on is how low rent they can see this is. I know, yeah. I mean, we should probably just put that out. I'm just we? holding my phone in front of a <laughs> this mic. Is how? I got given for free nine years ago. Have you got the cameras on so you can see them, Rob? No, no, I'm I, hiding I've us. minimised it now, but I, I could see that and I could just see a man yeah. in a hoodie in front of what looks like a boot sale holding a phone. What do you mean what looks like a boot sale? How dare you? No, no, me. I'm talking... Oh, you. Sorry, I thought you meant me. Talking about me, yours don't look like a boot sale. Yours looks like a dead granddad that hoards slightly. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving us a new dimension I can slag off your room. Rob, can I make an observation, Abby, about your room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much on that clothes rail and it's really feeling... It's really struggling. (laughs) It's really struggling. (laughs) It's really struggling. Yeah, my life's a mess. That clothes rail is like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it is, Don't do that! It's fine, oh. mate. It's solid as a rock. Also, this is your office, Rob. Has Lou thrown oh, you out? I know, it's horrible. You know, it's because we're in between moving, aren't we? And we have been for ages because of planning permission. Let's not oh, get yeah, into yeah. details and all this. Oh, the bloody planners. Oh, the planners. That 50-foot gold statue of yourself doing Royal Variety. Come on, guys. <laughs> it brings stuff to the area. Guys, look. Do you want this to be a tourist destination or not? People travel here to see the bronze statue I'd commissioned of myself with a miniature version of Romeshta next to me. You seem tired, Rob. I am tired. Oh, let's talk about them and then we'll talk about oh, let's what this do that. is. Let's talk about who that was. This is my three-year-old son, Davis, who was born just before lockdown. Davis? Davis? After Steve Davis? It's his surname, isn't it? Yeah. No one knows who Steve Davis is anymore, Josh. Come on, they do. He's a legend, but in reality, young people don't know who Davis. If you type he won in... six world titles, Rob. Yes, I know. 40 years ago. 
It wasn't 40. Oh it my was. God, it was almost 40 years ago. <laughs> when did he win his titles? The 80s. Yeah, so 40 years ago. Oh my God. Oh my God. How? I'm 40 this year. Anyway, it's not the time to think about Steve Davis's world titles being 40 years ago. Well, actually, Joe Davis won more titles than Steve Davis, I think. Have you just Googled it? Yeah, because Joe Davis comes up before Steve Davis. But he won them like 70 years ago, didn't he? Yeah, but some people will be going, yeah, but that was only 70 years ago. <laughs> Everyone must know old Joe Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. all right, all right. The point is... The Steve point Davis. Is... Go to a website. Does he need it? <laughs> <laughs> You've done the jungle, mate. Fucking turn it in. Do you not know what he does now? He's a DJ, isn't he? Yeah, he's a DJ. He's a really funny bloke, actually. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Yep, actually, more than 40 years ago. 81 was his first one. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turned around. Suddenly you know more about Steve Davis than I fucking do. Oh, I know, loads. No one knows who Steve Davis is. Suddenly giving me the years of his world titles. He's got a lot of nicknames. Do you want to know his nicknames? The Nugget. That's one yeah, of them. That's one. Interesting. Oh, interesting, yeah. Ginger Magician. That's not. No one's ever called him the Ginger Magician. Romford Robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Romford Slim and Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. Lovely. Mm. The man's a legend. He is. I do like Steve Davis. I once got stuck in a... uh, This is a weird thing to bring up. Ah, come on. I once broke down in a classic car while I was driving Steve Davis down a country lane. (laughs) What was that for? (laughs) How have I not brought that up yet? <laughs> That's like the fifth thing you've got on Steve Davis. <laughs> I can't, because I'd repressed the memory. That happened. He was born in Plumstead. He used to go out with my auntie. All right, mate, it's not anecdote Tom Trumps. <laughs> Come on, let's go head to head on a Steve Davis anecdote war. <laughs> go on, sorry, you, you're driving with him. I was filming mm. at Barry Hearn's house. Right. Right. Maskell's, the matchroom offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It was when I used to host Fighting Talk for Five Live and they were were doing some kind of snooker promotion thing where it was me doing a Fighting Talk with Steve Davis and Barry Hearn. Okay, right. And two other people from the time. I can't remember. Off the top of my head. Brutal. I'll find it. Let's find out who it was. Our showbiz is a... Yeah, let's find out who you forgot about. This is a good thing about the internet. We can find out who you don't care about. And maybe they weren't from the time and that's why it's difficult for me to remember them. Well, no, 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 no. We'll find out. If I type in Fighting Talk just and Barry Hearn. We should be able to find out who you don't care about. Oh, I did another one with him in Sheffield, so it's not that one. It's the one I did in his house. Not the live from special. Um, oh, this is... Talk about, the, talk about the thing, go on. So they wanted, because it was filmed, I was going to turn Hazel up... Hazel Irvine! Oh, it was Richard Osman. Yes, Richard... Oh, no, 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 don't cry and get it now. You didn't care about Richard Osman and Hazel Irvine. Do you know why I remembered it was Richard Osman? Yeah. Because we had to turn up in a classic car and it was just too small for his legs. It was too big. Yeah. Anyway, they wanted me to turn up with Steve Davis. That was a good listen, actually. That's some good people on there. <laughs> Steve Davis is good. Barry Hearn's good. It's all goes snooker loopy. There we go. 2016. 15 minutes. That was? 15 minutes. Yeah. What a lot of effort for 15 oh, minutes. You're telling me. <laughs> Tell you what is a lot of effort. Getting to the end of this fucking anecdote. <laughs> anyway. Go on. <laughs> I've given that, I told you what happened at the start. It's like a film we've tried to start. We know where we're going. It's like Inception. We jump back and yeah. forward. So basically, you got stuck down a country lane with Steve Davis. Well, they wanted us to turn up in a car from like the early 80s when Snooker was in its pomp. Yeah. Me and Steve Davis go and drive down there, turn around, come back. I broke down. Steve Davis had to give me a uh, push start. And is that literally or figuratively? You are. Did you... <laughs> 
Did you just emotionally break? No, I didn't break down. I didn't break. I broke down and said, "What the fuck is going on with my career? This is the most." I've travelled so far for this. It's fifteen <laughs> minutes. I'm having to do all the legwork. But no, the car broke down. <laughs> so let's go back to Steve Davis. No, Davis the child. Yeah, yeah. I've got his phone number, by the way. Give him a bell. I'm not going to give him a bell. I've never got in touch with him. I bet it's a landline. It's not a landline. <laughs> He's got a mobile. We should get him on this. It'd be great. Has he got kids? Oh, let me find out. I'm sure he has. Are there people at home who are still wondering who Steve Davis is? Because I think this is the most complete walk <laughs> through his career that's ever been. <laughs> I haven't even got into what my auntie thought of him. Okay. Steve Davis' children. Greg Davis and Jack Davis, according to this. Oh. Well, he doesn't look very much like his dad, does he, Greg Davis? Anyway. <laughs> big lad. Big lad. Hey, big lad. Wouldn't have got in that um, car, I'll tell you that for free. No, it's a different now, Greg Davis, obviously, spelled different. So Davis to child, how are you spelling Davis to child? Like Steve Davis. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What did your aunt think of going out with Steve Davis? I don't know if she went out of him when they was at school together because they all grew up in Plumstead, uh, but I think it might have been they just were in class together. Oh, nice. But it always bleeds into like, oh, yeah, we went out together. She used ginger as well, so maybe Ooh, there was a connection. Maybe there was Back a in connection. the day, it was a lot more dangerous being ginger in Plumstead in, like, yeah. the 70s. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you know what I mean? I'd say it's a much safer world to be ginger these days. Yes, exactly. Wouldn't you? I'd say the world's moved on. Yeah. Am I still reading this email? Yeah, Dear Rob and Josh. Yeah, you go. Are they Welsh? <laughs> they are from Hertfordshire. It's very common. No, oh no, no, it's not It's not really. A, so Davis as a given first name. It's not hugely popular. Do email in again and say where you got the name Davis from. This is my three-year-old son, Davis, who was born just before lockdown. Your podcast has got me through the long nights and a surprise pregnancy during the second lockdown. Absolute legends. <laughs> Please wish me luck as I'm taking my three-year-old and 19-month-old boys to Disney World. Oh, exciting. In March. Love it. Listen to Rob's experience over and over again. Imagine listening to that over and over again, getting myself into preparation and the right mindset. But Josh, (laughs) you know how difficult it is with a 19-month-old who's into everything they shouldn't be. Wish me luck. Love, Ashley from Hertfordshire. Good luck, Ashley. Good luck, Ashley. Good luck, Davis. Also, you remember Wolfgang from a previous episode? Yeah. Because if they're German and Wolfgang's a normal name in Germany, some Germans have been in touch. No, it's like calling a child Kenneth, apparently. Right, okay. It's quite an older name, Wolfgang. quite an old name. Well, I'd love to hear why they've gone Wolfgang. I think Wolf is dying out a bit like Gary's, isn't it, Wolfgang? But, yeah, um, yeah. Old Wolfie. Yeah. Give us a bell. Now, Josh, we're doing this episode. This is a correspondence special because... We don't get through enough. Now, yeah. you're tired. Yeah, I'm t- I can't do mornings, mate. I couldn't oh. do them in lockdown when I never worked in the evenings. But Lou's been away and I get up at half six in the morning and it's just me with the kids and getting them ready for school, thinking about what they need, if it's taekwondo, if it's after school club, they need yep. snacks, they need oh. everything all packed up. What time up. have you got to get them out of the house? How long have you got? Well, you're allowed to drop them in between 8am and 8.20am. Oh, that's an early start, That is an early start. Sometimes, though, I leave the house early and just sit in the queue of the car with them. (laughs) Just to get... What do you mean? Just wait in the car? Yeah, like, I'll leave at five to eight, but then just wait in the car for a bit. Just, I feel safer when they're all strapped in the car. Yeah, 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 exactly. But because it's a constant, like, dad this, dad that, dad that, that, like... And it's just me. I think I use up all of my ability to think by 8.30am. Yes. 
Yes. So the rest of the day, I'm sort of a vacant vessel. You're burned out before they... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not very good at mornings. Well, I'd say anyone who saw your deep dive into Steve Davis would say that you're not a vacant vessel, Rob. There's more depth there that you've just plunged. Maybe I just need to be tickled in the right way. Exactly. So should we get on with some correspondence? Let's do some correspondence. I'll try and push you through. No, we'll be all right. I'll be all right. I'm just... Yeah. It's just... I can't think, Josh. Okay, Lee Chapman's been in touch. I don't know if it's that one. The former footballer? That one's Lee Sharp. No, Lee Chapman used to play for Leeds. Oh, yeah, Lee Chapman. Even that was Leslie Ash, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, what an episode for people who aren't interested in sport <laughs> from the 80s. Or, okay, but if you're into Leslie Ash, what was Leslie Ash in? Men behaving badly. She was great in Men Behaving Badly. Right, okay, should we start talking about children and parenting? Because this is getting absolutely out of hand. Yes, okay. <laughs> Are Lee Chapman and Leslie Ash, did they have kids? I've got no idea if Leslie Ash has okay. got children. Uh, yes, two children with Leslie Ash. You're so quick on the mark with someone's Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. I'm all over it, mate. Yeah. Anyway, why are anyway, Leslie Ash? Lee Chapman is emailed in. <laughs> all right, okay, sorry. So it's not my fault, is it? Yeah. No. Anyway, hello. I just listened to today's episode, Sad Dad's Disco, and thought, what about Glum Mums and Sad Dad Disco? So both mums yeah, and dads. Glum Mums and Sad Dad's Disco, yeah. Glum Mums, Sad Dad's Disco. That's quite fun, isn't it? But we're not going to do that club no. night. <laughs> we're not going to do it. Beforehand, club. we could play the music in. The music, when people walk in for the live show, I'm happy to DJ that as the Sad Dad's Disco, not on stage. Yeah, but then you're not really DJing, then you just put on a Spotify playlist. Yeah, but we could say I'm DJing, Rob. Why it's, don't you DJ the opening? Because I'll be shitting myself, because I'm about to do the O2. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm trying to play fucking Into the Groove. <laughs> so you thought about what you'd play? Well, I, I've got things at my fingertips that I know I play <laughs> if I'm in a situation where I'm on the dance floor to fill. So what are your first three songs? My first three songs, yeah. I regulate by Warren G. I always open really? with. Really? Absolute winner. I yeah. wouldn't say that's a Glum Mums, Sad Dads kind of song, is it? Everyone would be singing along, Rob. So is Glum Mums and Sad Dad Disco, is it that we're going to play sad music and embrace it, or is it to get them out of the no, funk? No, 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 It's floor fillers. Right, okay. It's just bangers after bangers. Yeah. Because I've not been dancing for ages anywhere, have you? I dance at a wedding. Yeah, but apart from weddings... Don't you know you should go to a nightclub? No, I'm not going to a nightclub, Rob. I'm 39. I hate dancing. Rob, you can't go to a nightclub if you remember Steve Davis winning the World Championship. <laughs> That's what they ask at the That's door. That's what they ask. <laughs> the bouncers go, ID for you, and who's Steve Davis? And if you haven't got ID, you're too young. And if you know who Steve Davis is, you're too old. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Right, hi Rob and Josh. Listening to episode series six, episode two, which Josh don't was know. so we don't know what that means. <laughs> We've got no idea what that means. <laughs> Josh was saying about his guest over Christmas, Ivo Graham, that was, who had a parcel delivered to his address, which reminded me of when my next door neighbours one time, yep. when they were on holiday, the delivery guy knocked on my door, so I took the parcel as a good neighbour should. Yeah, fine. Only yep. later that day I noticed it was addressed to the person next door, but my house number. Oh. Yes, please. The cheeky so-and-so had changed the house number on purpose, knowing they would be away. Oh. I now refuse to take in any parcels for them. Oh! 
when they're not home, even when they are addressed to their house. Oh, they've gone nuclear. I'd say that's a bit petty, wouldn't you? Well, it is annoying. It is annoying, but I don't think that's good for you to have that inside. I would do anything not to fall out with a neighbour because it's the one person you're absolutely stuck with. Well, exactly, Josh. Listen to this. Confucius once said, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. Are you back on Wikipedia? What's going on? <laughs> I just know that in my head. Oh. It's a good revenge quote. Yeah, that, that is a good revenge quote. Yeah. Isn't it? Because holding on yeah. to anger is like drinking poison yeah. and expecting the other person to die. Yes. yes. That's great, Rob. That is really... That was Buddha. Was it? Sorry, are you on brainyquotes.com? No, but I've got them in my head already. I, I am actually... I am brainyquotes.com. It's my little side You hustle. know brainyquotes.com mm. is quoted in Prince Harry's autobiography. Is it? Okay, yeah. good to know. Brainyquotes.com. Yeah. Is that where he gets some of his quotes from? There's a point where he talks about a quote that he got from brainyquotes.com and I thought... I, why <laughs> Don't I? tell anyone that! Just say Confucius or Buddha, not brainyquotes.com. Anyway. Go on. Yeah, you shouldn't fall out with your neighbours if possible. No, it's not worth it. Also, yeah. makes it much more difficult to sell your house if you've got troublesome neighbours. Right, okay. Yeah, no, no, don't fall out your neighbours. Just go, oh, I was a bit cheeky. Also, I'd respect that, to be fair. You'd respect it, yeah. I'd go, do you know what? They've done well there. I respect that. Yeah. We have so many parcels delivered anyway. What? Oh, fucking hallway. It's just parcel, <laughs> parcel, parcel. I want you to give me a percentage breakdown of the parcels that say Louise Beckett and the parcels that say Rob Beckett. Oh, I'd say 98.3%. Yeah, it's... Lou Beckett. I, it's obscene. I'm so excited when I get a parcel. I'm thinking of starting to just order myself stuff, just because it, it feels like Christmas when the well, parcels Have you heard the Bill Burr bit where he talks about how many parcels his wife has delivered? And he says, no. best way out of this scenario is she's fucking him, <laughs> the delivery guy. Because I'd rather that than she's actually buying all this stuff. <laughs> Oh, God. So many parcels. Funny. He's a funny man, Bill Burt. Watch that special. I've butchered that bit, but it's funny. Right. Now, this... Lou. Oh, God. Josh. Freudian. Oh, my word. That oh, is no. a moment, isn't it? It's <laughs> three years in. I'm pleased <laughs> with that. Um, Josh. Yep. You know Dan Schreiber was on talking about children's past life stories? Oh, hook me up. Yeah. So you love these, but I think it's all absolute bullshit, all of it. Oh, come on. So I'm not saying it's not bullshit, Rob, but I'm saying it's exciting. Right, well, let me read this one out to you, then we'll break it down, yeah? Yeah. Hi there. A listener from the very start had to email in after hearing Dan Schreiber discuss his child remembering their previous life. We have two boys, and our eldest would often refer to his previous life. Predict the future and read our minds. Okay. Excited about this? Yeah, yeah. Regarding his previous life, when he was just two years old, he would say things like, I do like you, but I still love my last mummy and daddy more. He would say that in his last life, he was a woman and in great detail would tell us about his wedding dress and in particular, the lacy long sleeves. But yeah, anyone could say that. You could make that up. Okay. Well, one day, Josh, oh, no. a group of old cars yeah. drove past and he said to us... Oh yeah, was it me and Steve Davis? <laughs> And my son said, who's that massive bloke watching? <laughs> That's his son, Greg, and Richard Osman. Anyway, the old cars drove past and he said to us, I used to have a car like that when I was a woman. We looked at him puzzled and said, really? He said, yeah, it had a wind-up stick sticking out of the front and you had to wind it up to start the engine. He had never in his life seen a car oh. where this is what you had to do. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, but what I'd say is... He might have, though. You don't know what they're seeing on the telly. Yeah, exactly. He... Didn't Broom have a little wind-up front? I was about to say Broom, I think. Broom. It... Yeah, it's Broom. It's all explained by Broom. Right, OK, well, anyway, let me with the ghost detectives here. Because there's more. Still going. OK, so I... I 
could say we could maybe file that under Broom. Yeah, we're filing that under Broom. But if he's never seen Broom, that is suspicious. Yeah. Not only would he talk about his previous life, it also predicts the near future. One day we were getting ready to take him to nursery. He piped up with, we can't go in your car, mummy. The tyre has leaked. What? We said the car is fine and continued to get him ready. As we left the house and walked to the car, there it was, a completely flat tyre. Ah. Uh, mm. Maybe he looked out the window. Maybe he looked out the window. I don't want to poo-poo it all. No, I mean, that would freak me out, if I'm honest with you. Yes, but I'd assume that my child had just looked out the window. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, we'll put that down to window. Broom window. Anyway, on another occasion, he was getting ready. He said, we need to leave early because of the tree. We asked him what he meant, and he said a tree had fallen over and blocked the road, and we'd have to go the long way around. Once again, we dismissed what he had said and said everything would be fine. On our way, sure enough, a diversion was in place, and we did need to go the long way around. Once we had gone the other way, as we were approaching the nursery, up ahead, a massive tree had fallen over in the storm overnight. Oh, that is scary. And it was blocking the road. Oh, there was a storm. There was a storm. Maybe the radio said trees have fallen down. Be careful on the road. I mean, I would say that's probably the best one so far, but... <laughs> yeah, they'd all be spooking me out at this point. Yeah, personally, I'm filing it all under complete and utter bollocks. No, I'm, all, I'm completely on board. Okay, fair enough. Our son is now nine and thankfully no longer talks about his previous life and no longer predicts his future. However, the other day we sat down to play some Pictionary. His dad picked out a card at random. I said I was ready and my wife turned over the sand time to start the time. Before the pencil could touch the paper, my son shouted, Firework, which is exactly what I was about to draw. Oh... Reflection in glasses. So he's picturing you get told what you have to draw. It's on the card. It's on the card. He's looks at the card. My seven-year-old does that and cheats. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, the podcast listener, I think your son's a liar and a cheat. No, I think your son is living a previous life and also can predict the future. The only one I'm giving you is Fallen Tree. And I think if I'm Matt... I'd rather Rob's answer than mine, because I'd find that less creepy. You'd rather your son to be a liar and a cheat? Yeah, than, than be living the previous life of a woman who had a wind-up car <laughs> and a lacy wedding dress. The wedding dress does sound lovely. It does. It sounds very high-end. But would you have a high-end dress like that, but also wind up your car? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Well, that's the thing we're all stumped on. Excuse the tree pun. Yeah, really nice. Ah, oh, it's all right, mate. Got it when I need it. Actually, maybe I'm not tired. Maybe you're not. Maybe the coffee's working its way through. <laughs> I've not had a coffee for ages. Right, I've got another bit of correspondence. Okay, here, go on. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. I finally caught up on the back catalogue after my childless brother introduced me to it a couple of months ago. Okay. I have a parenting dilemma I need your help with. I really want to get tickets for your Manchester tour date on the 14th of April, but it clashes with my four-year-old son's football presentation evening. I know he'll be gutted if I'm not there, but I really want to see you guys on tour and I can't afford to travel to another location. Do you think it will permanently scar my child if I'm not there for him, even if it will? Is seeing you guys an acceptable excuse? Keep being sexy and relatable, please, Steph in Stockport. Is she a big laugher? That's the first question. No, do not come. Go to the wards. It's more important. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Those awards are ten a penny. You love a ticket sale, mate. I would think less of you if you came and didn't go to your son's presentation evening. And I think more of you. So you choose your team. <laughs> what I would say is Manchester's basically sold out anyway. The only places really with tickets are Nottingham and Wembley Arena. Nottingham and Wembley Arena. Travel to one of them. You could go to Nottingham, Steph. Come on. Big old night out in Notts. Have a night out in knots. Right, we've got a lot of people saying kids saying funny things and a few boomer stories. What, do you want some kids saying funny things? Top three, please. Rattle through them. Oh, top three. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. On the subject of kids mispronouncing words, in the latest episode, my four-year-old boy is currently saying, instead of camouflage, 
Kenneth Large. Kenneth Large. I like that. Kenneth Large. Kenneth Large. That's good. I like that, that one, good. don't you? Yeah. Just listen to your bumhole bits and Willie episode. My three-year-old son once told me he had poodles and noodles at nursery while sitting on the carpet. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? No. He was sat on the carpet, cross-legged, and he got poodles and noodles. Oh, pins and needles. <laughs> yeah, pins and needles. <laughs> that's good, because initially I thought he'd shout on the carpet. Yeah, no, no, but a poodle and noodle, did No, he's uh, pins and needles, poodles and noodles. That really cracked me up. Now, this one. Hey, Rob Joss, my youngest couldn't say L in the middle of a word. It would either be replaced with a W or missed out completely. So clock was cock. You can see where this is going. Yep. My eldest had a pink clock in her room, but she complained that it ticked too loudly. So I put it in my room. My boy, age three at the time, came in and asked, why have you got a pink cock in your room? Lovely. Lovely bit of business. Lovely These stuff. are strong emails. Had to have a preventative chat with his teacher on the morning drop-off in case he mentioned the pink cock in my room. I'd say leave it and then wait for them to yeah, ask. I'd say if you're doing a preventative chat, it feels like you're protesting too much. Yeah, I'm just to let you know. Just... Hi, yes. Oh, sorry, quick. Oh, sorry, everyone. One second. I just need to quickly talk to the head teacher. Look, sorry to hold up the queue. He'll say that I've got a pink cock in my room, and I haven't. It's a pink clock. Okay, let's get that clear. <laughs> That is the wrong kind of preemptive strike. Everyone at the school now believes you've got a pink cock in your room. Just so you know. Yeah, he's found your dildo. Just move on. Yeah, just there you go. Just put it in a drawer, higher up, lock it away. How about if I email that popular podcast the story and they start talking about it? Maybe that'll be a cover story for it. That's what she's thinking. Also, there's definitely some people there whose children have found dildos or vibrators. Sending the stories. You're not bad people. It happens sometimes. Yeah, you just exactly. need to put it in a higher box. Well, we've all got wants and needs. Um, okay, so the pink cock kid also can't say flip-flops, and he says flip-flop instead of flip-flop. Yeah, nice. That's cute, but now he's, they're gutted that he um, can say it properly. Um, I did tell you about Netflix, didn't I? <laughs> I think so, yeah, Netflix. You have to talk about yeah, that. Good. Yeah. Now, my favourite of all... Because, you know, we still call McDonald's Chip and Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I call it Chip and Burger, but we just do it as a family now. They know it's called McDonald's, but I say, right, you want to get Chip and Burger? Yeah. And then... They had friends around the other day. I was like, should we get Chip and Burger? And my kids were like, yay. And the friends were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, sorry. That's the worst moment, isn't it? That's when it all comes crumbling down. Now, this is the same kid, though. Flip flops, pink cock. However, my favourite of all time was another friend's boy who couldn't say biscuits. He used to call them bitch tits. <laughs> yep, I buy that. I buy <laughs> Just that. Just constantly offer him a biscuit. Would you like one of these? <laughs> That's from Karen. Yes, I'm a Karen, but not that sort of Karen. It is unfair, isn't it, on people called Karen? Yeah, but I think there's no smoke without fire, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Have you got any more, Rob? I've got one here, Josh. This is slightly different. This is about things you dragged your parents to. So, hi, Rob and Josh. I don't have kids because I'm 25 and can't even look after myself, but I'm a huge fan of the pod and your books and delight in hearing your antics. Are we up to antics? Antics. I think we are up to antics, yeah. I think well, we are. Just before we started recording, you said, oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot to give my kid a snack for school. And I, I, I don't know if I'd call that antics. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call that antics? Oh, crazy antics. No, no. I'd say antics is if I came in and went, you're not going to believe this, I put itching powder in Rose's pants. <laughs> Please do. Oh, we turn into them like TikTok couples that just do pranks on each other. Yeah. That looks yeah. awful. That looks awful because it's obviously something they sort of do for a bit of fun and then it's turned into a business and now oh. they're like covering each other in flour every other day to keep up with the TikTok trends. Yeah. 
I couldn't live with a prankster. <laughs> I loved Jackass. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was brilliant. But I used to think I couldn't deal with that. The thought that someone was just going to come up behind me and shave the top of my head oh at my any God. point, oh, I just couldn't live like that. I just couldn't do it. Have I ever told you about Joe Swash when he did Snow White and the Seven Dwarves panto in um, Stoke? <laughs> no, but it's a very promising start to an anecdote. Well, the actors that were playing the dwarves, yeah. they were pranksters. They were pranksters, Josh, and they used to do pranks on Joe Swash all the time. Oh. And they put itching powder in his outfit when he went on his buttons. Yeah. And it was itching and itching, obviously. Anyway, so they had a bit where they had to go out of the building to run around the building to come on the other side, like as part of the yeah. show. And when he did that, Joe pushed two of the dwarves in a cupboard and locked them in. So there was only five dwarves for that oh scene. Oh, my God. And they just did pranks oh like word. that. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I don't think you'd like that. I couldn't be on that cast. I'd find it too stressful. The thought that I could have itching powder in my pants at any point. I think you'd be a great dopey. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, this is this antics one. I dragged my long-suffering dad to so many things as a teenager, but the weirdest was probably a festival for ginger people. Oh, oh. Before you ask, we are both ginger. It was right, a, basically yeah. a room full of redheads trying to pretend we had stuff in common. Oh, my word. That's weird, isn't it? There's a couple of stalls selling ginger beer. I don't know what I was thinking. Overall, very surreal experience. Oh, my God. That is bizarre. <laughs> Gemma and Beckingham. Oh, that is weird, isn't it? Oh, man, yeah. How old was she? I was about to say the most stiff-necked, boring thing that's ever existed, Rob. It's not stopped you before. Get it out of you. Go on. There's a Sherlock Holmes story called the Red-Headed okay. League that's a bit like that. There's a group of red-headed people. Red-headed, that is that the correct term now? Well, it's, it's the term used. Gingers. I think, obviously, this was an odd... Sherlock Holmes was written 150 years ago, so that it was pre... I think red-headed's fine, isn't it? Yeah, under, he's probably said things like... You shouldn't say now. Oh, yeah, there's some not ideal views. Um, hi, Rob and Josh. Do you want another one? No. <laughs> but go on. Go on. Hi, Rob and Josh. I love listening to podcasts since becoming a mum to twins. My dad was forced to take me and a friend to see Britney Spears in concert and then the Spice Girls a few Ooh. years later. I don't think that's going to be the end of the world. I think I could deal with well, that. On the Britney tour, she performed an alternative version of Baby One More Time and he still moans to this day, 20 years on, that she didn't sing it right. Oh. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think he's right. It's like when people go and see Bob Dylan and he doesn't do his songs in the right way. I think you've got to do Baby One More Time. You've got to give them what they want. Get the snake out. You've got to do Big it as the normal snake. version. You can't be changing it up. Sarah yeah. Gibson Barlow, that was. She sounds yeah. like a Coronation Street character. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Right, we've got another one here. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Josh and Rob. In a discussion you had about teaching your daughters the word vagina and penis, I finally had to write in. Yeah, that was about two years ago. Also, a lot of people were explaining that it's vulva is the outside bit of the vagina right. and the vagina is the internal bit. Okay. So it's actually the vulva, but I think that... Anyway. You know. Right. <laughs> I had loads of people just messaging me vulva. Right. Okay. And you're like, I've got a BMW, thank you very much. I'm all right. <laughs> Might be changing it up though soon. Might go Volvo, Volvo. Very safe, aren't they? What's the inside of a Volvo called? A Volgina. <laughs> we that's are tired. Right, oh, I think that's good. I think it's the fun. outside of a vagina is a Volvo, and the car's a Volvo. What's yeah. the interior of a Volvo called? Yeah. A Volgina. Put it in the Christmas crackers this year. See how that goes down. <laughs> okay, here's one for you, Nan. You know that the Volvo and the vagina <laughs> are different, right? We'll keep that in mind. <laughs> 
Anyway, me and my husband both advocate calling them what they are. However, we never really told our two-year-old daughter the word penis. She never asked. It's quite cute. My daughter keeps saying peanuts. She misheard me and thinks the penis is called a peanut. <laughs> it is quite cute until I think about your penis. What's wrong with my penis? Well, it's just I don't want an image of it in my head. Well, stop thinking about it. It's difficult because when you say stop thinking about it, I just keep thinking about it. Anyway, so that when they never asked, she never knew the word penis. She took it upon herself to name it Daddy's Ponytail. Oh, no. We corrected her, but she was having none of it. No, it's Daddy's Ponytail, she used to say. We found it funny, but tried to make not a big deal of it as we didn't want it to stick and have people think that what my husband referred to his penis was his ponytail. She never really said it again, but my husband takes her swimming most weeks and now she started a running commentary of the men in the change room loudly saying, Daddy, that man's naked. Daddy, that man's taking his clothes off. Daddy, that man's got his ponytail out. Thanks for the pod. It's really great to hear you and many others are much in the same boat. Oh, God. Charlotte Wolverhampton. I think you've just got... I don't think the ponytail's the issue. I think you don't want your child commentating on the naked men as it is. I do think men in change rooms... One, when there's children there, just get a fucking towel in front of it. Just be as embarrassed about your own body as I am. Well, no, but not just that. I was in there once. There was a man in flip-flops, completely naked, with the hairdryer on his hair that he slowly moved down to armpit, chest and undercarriage. And my daughter said, what's he doing? And I said, he's having a breakdown. <laughs> that's not normal. He should be disgusted with himself. Yeah, yeah. I think Cops that's... out in the change room so horrible. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And it's not even blokes with big ones. Horrible, like, oh, do you know what's worse than a cock in a change room? What? Saggy arse. Yeah, no, I don't like a saggy When men get to about 60 or 70, the arse just goes. It's horrible. It looks like a squashed lasagna. All them little lines at the bottom. <laughs> Horrid. Horrid. Horrid flat arse. Oh, my God. What a lovely image. What a lovely image. (laughs) But do you know what? Some lovely observational material that I could picture straight away. Oh, thank you very much. Maybe that might find its way into a tour at some point, Josh. Exactly. Look forward to that. Buy some tickets. Soon enough. Right. Boomers. Boomies. Boomy, boomy, boomies. There we go. Um, Hi, uh, Rob and Josh. There's been a lot of World Cup football and celebrity chat recently. When I was younger, I was Alan Shearer obsessed. I used to write to him all the time. We went on tours of Ewood Park with my autograph book and had his posters everywhere. One day, guess what? Alan actually replied. He sent me a postcard from his holidays in the Caribbean. What? Telling me everything he'd been up to with his wife and children. Asking how I was and being a real gentleman. Gentlemen, with my letters, I was ecstatic. I bet you fucking were. Alan Shearer's <laughs> taken some time out from his holiday to write a postcard. I took it to school for show and tell. I told everyone I met him for about five years. Oh, no. Over five years, a postcard took pride of place to the mantelpiece in our lounge. But then when I was a bit older, about 12, I got a Christmas card from my sister and I noticed something really strange. Oh, no. Alan Shearer and my sister had very similar handwriting. Oh, dear. Could it be true? Surely not. Oh, yes, it could. I'd been living a lie since I was seven. My parents had got my sister to write me a postcard from Alan as they were bored of me writing to him and thought I'd stop if I got a reply. Oh, my God. That is brutal. (sighs) I can laugh now. Just get a signed photo of Alan Shearer from the club shop and send that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I could laugh now, but I felt the shame back then. Steph, mum of two. Oh, that is brutal. Barbara Bromley. Another Bromley person writing in. I met someone from Bromley last night, Rob. Oh, really? They clean your windows? Uh, No, she she said that she goes to the gym where you go uh, with your children to go swimming. But she's never come up to you. Oh, right. Yeah, and right and all. Yeah. Uh, No, (laughs) 
I'm joking. Um, this is quite funny about people you didn't know were real or fake. Yeah. Hi, Rob and Josh. Listening to an old podcast sparked a memory about when I was watching the London Marathon and said to my husband, isn't it nice there is a family all at the front running together? He looked at me confused and said, look, the Pace family. To which he burst out laughing and explained they weren't all the Pace family. They were hired as pacemakers for the runners. You know, the guys at the front that yeah. set the speed with Pace written on their tops. Hale and Pace. Do you remember Hale? He don't look like Hale and Pace. <laughs> Norman Pace, was it? I can't remember. I didn't know Norman Pace had family in Kenya. <laughs> he don't look like a runner, does he, Pace? He doesn't. Despite his name. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Also, if you are listening and you are like catching up, because we're recording this one now in 2023, but if you are listening on some of these and you've got anything to contribute, it doesn't matter if an episode was two years ago. We will read it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will read it out. If it's good, it's going out. That's how it works. It's good. It's good. Norman Pace. What a guy. Should we get him on? Has he got any kids? Uh, Yeah, why not? Steve Davis, Norman Pace. One of them lives near me, but I've never seen him. Yeah. Oh, he does a bit of directing in the theatre. You'd love him, old Norman Pace. You are so quick on the old. Oh, mate, I can take an information like nobody's business. One more? One more, one more. And then do you do small business? Why not? Okay. I have a gross children's story that after five years is still the most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed. Oh, my God. This is actually awful. I feel sick reading it out. I have two daughters, and when my eldest was about four I took her to a swimming lesson whilst also looking after her younger sister who was about 18 months old after the lesson I was trying to get the eldest ready which was tricky with a small toddler trying to have the run of the changing room I should point out at this point this was quite an old pool in a part of a school a bit run down and not exactly pristine changing room whilst in the middle of trying to dress my eldest my youngest ran up to the drain in the middle of the changing room Stuck her fingers through the grate, and before oh, no. I could stop her, pulled like from a 999. lump of black muck out of the drain and into her mouth. Oh my god, no! Still makes me feel rough thinking about it. I had to pick lumps out of her mouth. <laughs> Not sure if I'll ever be able to tell her what she did. I'm still traumatized by it. Oh, that is a big fan of the pod. Keep up the work. All the best. Oh, my God. Wolfgang Matthias Pedro of Littlehampton. Is it? So we'll keep that anonymous for you. No, <laughs> <don't make> that. <laughs> we wouldn't want her to know. No, we wouldn't want her to know. And that was just Matt, actually. That was from yeah. Matt. That makes you feel sick reading that out. I'm sorry. That was hard to do. Yeah, that was grim. That was grim. Lou never gets her hair out of the plug hole in the shower. I've told you this, haven't I? And I do the same joke to her all the time. Have I told you this? No, maybe. Probably by now. Basically, it always floods a little bit. When it, when the hair gets in there too much, yeah. it's always her long, darker hairs. She's brunette. It floods after a while, but like to the point where you can't really shower in it because it's flooding yeah. around your feet. So then I, that means I have to pull it all out, rip all the hair out by my hands and put it in the bin. And I always say to Luke, oh, you know that um, shower's flooding a bit? Basically, if you pick up the drain and get all the hair out of it, it sort of stops the flooding. Yeah. And then the water goes down perfectly. I just didn't know if you knew that in a sort of quite annoying way. How does that go down? Absolutely hates it. And she tells me to fuck off and shut up as I start it because she knows I'll carry on saying it. And with the implication that it's news to her. Nice. Even though I know she knows, but she's never done it in her life. Sad to end on a bad one. Well, I'm glad you're getting this off your chest. Exactly. Um, quick small business. Hi, Rob and Josh. Listen from the start. Coming to the live show in April. Would love a small business shout out. We're a small team of counsellors based in Cheriton, Folkestone, Kent. We offer face-to-face counselling or online counselling all over the UK. So you don't need to be based in Cheriton, Kent. We have a low-cost service for people on a low income. Our website is www.lighthouse43.co.uk. Thanks for the last, Steph and the Lighthouse 43 team. 
Hi, please give my partner, Rain Brooks, a small business shout out. She was made redundant recently and has taken the step to start her own dog walking and sitting business in Derby. She offers pet sitting, dog walking and drop-ins for all pets in Spondon, Chaddersdon and the Oakwood area. Her Instagram is rain or shine dog waltz. Rain with an E. R-A-I-N-E, because that's her name. Rain and shine dog oh, that's waltz. Good. That's good. That's good. So rain or shine.co.uk. Instagram rain or shine dog waltz. Love the pod. Toby Bachelor. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I really enjoyed that. See you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Tom Crane. And I'm Simran Shah. And we're the hosts of My Favourite Takeaway, which is back for a brand new series, where each week we join a special guest to share their favourite takeaway with them and to discuss all things food. We've got yet more amazing guests, including Matt Lucas, the legendary Ken Hom, Ivo Graham, Edith Bowman, and the Emmy award-winning actress Julianne Nicholson. So pop on a bib and come join us. My Favourite Takeaway, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Soap from the Box is the ultimate behind-the-scenes podcast, and we're back for a bigger and better season four. Amanda Holden. Hello. Hello, love. I used to say to me, you will never hear a roar like, like that ever in your lifetime. Oh, McCartney came over, and he had a, we had a photo with my mum. And my mum going, oh, you're that dirty beetle that used to come to my house. <laughs> I'm TV director Lee Salisbury, and I speak to the biggest stars of some of the biggest shows on television. Craters and explosions going off all over the place. You're walking through it, and you're just going, like, how have I ended up here? And some pop music legends. That was, that was the most important one there at the end. Rare yes. of the year. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I am here to jingle. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or for the whole show, sign up now free for exclusive content at anotherslice.com slash soap in the box. If you are not in the queue and you are waiting, then step to the side. He got in touch. He said, yeah, sorry, mate. You didn't seem like yourself the other day. You've only met me three times. The self-service checkout. I don't care what you're called. I'm not getting tricked into working here. People at festivals in those stupid jester hats. I glanced at a tampon. £2.69 <laughs> for a bottle of water. Why is your Wi-Fi Social code? Media. 10 Why characters long. starts guiding you. I don't care Boot if you're watching. Boot cut jeans. What's upset you now? I'm Sean Walsh. And I'm Paul McCaffrey. We are the hosts of What's Upset You Now? The UK's angriest podcast. And we are back for series five. Booyah! We all love a good moan, don't we? And Sean and I, well, Sean mostly, are two of the best in the absolute business. And every Tuesday and Thursday, we moan about all those little things that really get our goat. We also have guests. What guests have we had, Sean? We have had Romish Ranganathan, Rob Beckett, Mark Lamar, Joe Brand, Catherine Ryan, Tom Allen. 15-minute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Brand new What's Upset You Now, Series 5, out now. Oh, for God's sake.